0: Welcome back to the Alphras Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works. For each week, we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Immediately I'm I, whiffed I, it. Look,
1: I choked on my own saliva, like, like right as you started the intro, and I didn't want to call Like a three-year-old but child. I, I, that was I, so I, quick.
0: I, Do you want I to introduce was... yourself? Fuck Hello hell.
1: everyone. My name oh. is Adam.
0: Yeah, we got Adam back on against our best judgment, I suppose. Um, yeah, I know. Don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like he always like,
1: thinks it's a good idea, and then it's like immediately I like get on, and then immediately you can just tell it's like the is yeah, like I'm
2: shaking like, was, right now with rage. This was a mistake. this is a mistake. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: But the reason I've actually got Adam on is that we were talking about this woman he'd never seen it, so I was like, "Cool." Whoa, I'll, really? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking I, I'd never, it was crazy. Dude. So it's like cinema canon. Yeah, um, so I was like, definitely we gotta this is watch one this. One of those films. Yeah, yeah. I watched
1: it. Uh, I watched it uh, last night, and I could say that was because I wanted it to be like fresh in my memory, but it wasn't. I just forgot about it. That sounds <laughs> so like classic. I it at like one
0: one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That sounds like something we would do too. Um yeah. I love that. Uh, but look, the, on, obviously you've read the episode title, but uh, to wrap up kind of tension month, we thought what better way than to pick something that kind of uses its storytelling and tension in the. Weirdest way possible, maybe. Um, and hopefully we can kind of learn a little something about maybe some capitalism and kind of what the fuck is going on in this film from it, because uh, this some week- good old, good old classic capitalism. Some classic capitalism, because this week we are talking about the tension of American Psycho. American Psycho is a 2000 satirical psychological horror film, co-written and directed by Mary Harron, based on Brett Easton Ellis' 1991 novel of the same name. Uh... I was aware of the book before the film. I uh, hadn't read the book, watched the film, read the book, then had seen the f- have seen the film multiple times since. Um, let's do a quick roundtable before we get into the summary. Uh, what did you guys think? Let's start with you, Ben.
2: Uh, yeah, I saw the film a while ago in, like, I don't know, probably, like, grade 11 or 10 mm-hmm. or something. It's one of those films that you mm-hmm. watch when you're in, young.
1: What is that in, like, UK? Uh,
2: I would have been I don't know. S- 16. So oh, okay, do okay, that right. Do that translation. Do that maths, you. yeah. Um, okay. And... Yeah, when I watched it the first time, I barely understood it. I watch it now and I'm like, okay. I can see why a lot of people didn't misunderstand this film. Yeah. It's like one of the most misunderstood films of all time. Next oh,
0: to I'm like, really like- <laughs> <laughs> could we do one fucking episode where you turn off your cell phone? Holy shit, Adam. Okay. Goodness no. gracious. Um, I'm just, just gonna, keep going to run, run that
2: sentence again. It's fucking professionalism. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Pro- <laughs> I, can, I can see why it's one of like, the most misunderstood films, with, mm-hmm. like Fight
0: Club. It's like up there with Fight Club. Yeah. For sure. um, I've never watched and-
1: that either. Oh, what
2: the fuck, Adam? Have you watched anything? Do you watch uh, films? You haven't not seen really. Fight Club? I'm not a
1: big, I'm not a big this movie guy.
2: This whole analysis doesn't work Holy if you haven't seen
1: shit. Fight Club. Holy shit. You haven't seen really? Fight Club? No, I haven't seen Fight Club. What the fuck? What it's is it like like about? It's just like a guy. <laughs> and he, it's, like, it's like a guy and he fights. Hey, and the, Pat, the, the one thing I've seen from Pat, Fight Club right? is there's like an apartment. Pat's there. seen
0: Fight Club. He's your age. What are you doing, Adam? <laughs> because it, he gonna...
1: me doesn't mean that like we're going to be like right on the same fucking <laughs> cultural <laughs> lay line. I we're going to have
2: to get Adam back after he's watched Fight Club. Yeah, I because guess,
0: like, That's a, a pretty important film. It's like really crucial. Half, okay.
2: No, no, no. We're doing this episode. We're doing this episode.
1: You're going to sit.
2: Look, it'll be interesting. It'll be someone who's seen yeah american horror american seen, psycho hasn't seen fight club, but seen fight club. that's like be? a unicorn
0: we have a unicorn everyone and then we can oh do we have the luxury of then doing an episode of someone that's seen american psycho but not fight club right, and then cool. do all fight right. Club? all right so don't worry adam holy you're a, crap you're off the hook sorry you um. you i'm just floored by that what were you saying ben <laughs> shit dude. uh it's a good film, and i like it <laughs> yeah well coming back to it now like as an adult did you kind of <laughs> start to get a lot of those themes a bit more
2: uh yeah i understood it more i I mean there's still bits of it where it's just
0: like there's some stuff that isn't executed as well Um, as it could have been
2: but yeah i guess i understood it more. i don't know just my cynicism in general yeah i'm just such a lefty yeah it just just makes a lot more sense it very much
0: makes a lot more sense when you kind of get get through that that lens uh adam knowing apparently that you've seen no cinema what did you think of this going into it (laughs)
1: uh i've seen i just want to clarify i've seen at least two movies i've seen at least two movies we but know that for that sure that Infinity War and Endgame War. And <laughs> yeah, I've seen those two. Uh, but no, I'm not. A, I'm not a big movies person, so movies always feel really weird to me. It was neat. Uh, <laughs> it was fuck neat. off, fuck <laughs> off,
0: fans. Mary Harris just died. She Dude, was like, it, it was, was neat.
1: It was neat. <laughs> it was neat. i i I really enjoyed the murder scenes. They were very unnerving. I liked the way okay. it was like constantly cutting between the fucking. The fucking, like, him fantasizing about killing a person, and then it was like, I'm walking on sunshine. That shit was fucking mm. hilarious. The whole movie yeah. was filled with bits like that. I fucking... It's I very, found it very yeah. funny.
0: I thought you I, might uh, enjoy the music... The the music yeah, yeah. focus of it. Because it's very much a focus with Bateman's character on music. And... <laughs> yeah. I love I love weird. the way that
1: you could tell when he was going to kill or not, depending on how much he talked about the music. Yeah. <laughs> it's very
0: good. Um... Yeah, I love it. Uh, obviously, like coming back to it this time, um, we've been doing this podcast for quite a while. So when I watch stuff now, it's very much like I have a different lens that I put on things. Right. And I was watching it this time, and like it was just neurons every second. I was like coming up with ideas, and I was like, "Oh, this film's so interesting and so deep." And I got to the end, and I went, eh, "It's not. It doesn't quite get there. Like it. It has a lot that it's just trying to do, and it. I. In my uh, my kind of estimation, at least, um, it almost nails." the themes is trying to convey and the complexities is trying to convey but i think there's some execution from a from a narrative perspective not necessarily a filmmaking perspective that i think doesn't work as well as the book or just doesn't work as well in general as it could contrasted with something like dexter or uh something like fight club for instance that has a similar unreliable narration right um and i guess just for some transparency before we get into the summary um i read pretty heavily two texts for this one which was um Unreliable narration in Brett Easton Ellis' American Psycho and Jeff Lindsay's Darkly Dreaming Dexter, which is a paper by Robin Lundberg, and Greta Olsen's Reconsidering Unreliability, Valuable and Untrustworthy Untrustworthy Narrators. So those are the two texts I'm going to cite probably the most as we go through this. Um, I actually
1: also read two texts for this. I I read the first one was uh, cool, but probably an hour away from starting, so no rush. The second one was uh, just getting set up now. I was
0: at age 26. So Actually Adam two... can just do the funnies from now on. Yeah, just the just the you, just If you the do the funnies, we'll do cuz that, that gives you, you a You can break, do the insightful and the
1: meaningful analysis and I'll do the bad jokes. Oh fuck.
0: No. Sure. How about I I'll
2: run the show? Oh. Cuz that okay. always works well. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. It's
1: BCM works time,
0: boys. <laughs> oh no. You guys, it's like, Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a week where I'm too sick to do this, and it's just gonna be you guys doing that. Oh, I'm gonna absolutely, hate absolutely really fucking hate myself for it. I need to fucking so make,
1: uh, oh. make logos and shit for BCM where The one week <laughs>
0: happened. I'll send you the canned assets for the logos we have, and you can you yes. can noodle around. Sweet. Um, all right, it's uh, summary time. We go. <laughs> all right, strap in. Okay, this is I've kind of tried to trim it down, but it's kind there's a lot going on, so. In 1988, Wealthy New York, investment banker Patrick Bateman's life revolves around dining at trendy restaurants while keeping up appearances for his fiancée Evelyn and his circle of wealthy and shallow associates. We see Bateman's obsessive beauty routine, workout regime, and focus on aesthetics. When Bateman discovers his colleague Paul has nicer business cards than he does, they're very thick, Bateman kills a homeless man and his dog in a rage. Later, Bateman lures Alan back to his apartment and, after delivering a monologue about Huey Lewis in the news, kills Alan. Bateman then sleeps with two prostitutes and leaves bloodied. The next day, Bateman's colleague, Louis Carruthers, reveals his new business card. Bateman tries to kill Louis in the restroom of an expensive restaurant and attempts to strangle him. Louis mistakes the attempted murder for a sexual advance and declares his love for Bateman, who flees in disgust. Bateman later invites Christy and his acquaintance Elizabeth to Alan's apartment for sex and kills Elizabeth during the act. Christy runs, discovering multiple female corpses in various rooms as she searches for an exit. A naked Bateman chases her while wielding a chainsaw and drops it on her as she flees down a staircase, killing her. Bateman breaks off his engagement with Evelyn. That night, as he uses an ATM, he finds a stray kitten. The ATM displays the text, Feed Me a Stray Cat. As he prepares to shoot the cat, a woman sees and tries to stop him. He shoots her instead and lets the cat go. A police chase ensues, but Bateman escapes. He flees to an office he believes is his and calls his lawyer, frantically leaving a lengthy confession on the answering machine for all the murders he's committed. The following morning, Bateman visits Allen's apartment, expecting it to be full of decomposing bodies and in the middle of a police investigation, but it's vacant, freshly painted and for sale. The realtor tricks Bateman into revealing that he is not there for the sale and cryptically tells him that it isn't Paul Allen's apartment before ordering him to leave. As Bateman goes to meet with his colleagues and lawyer for lunch, RFI Gene finds detailed drawings of murder, mutilation and rape in Bateman's office journal. Bateman then sees his lawyer at a restaurant and mentions the phone message he left the prior evening. The lawyer somehow mistakes Bateman for another colleague and laughs off the phone message as a joke. Bateman desperately explains who he is and again confesses the murder, but the lawyer says that's impossible as he had dinner with Alan in London a few days earlier. Confused and exhausted Bateman returns to his friends where they briefly muse on whether Ronald Reagan is a harmless old man or a hidden psychopath before discussing their dinner reservations yet again. In a final voiceover narration, Bateman realizes he will continue to escape the punishment he deserves, and that there has been no catharsis. Quote, This confession has meant nothing. Credits. It was all inside his head. Was, wow. Did, he didn't kill anyone. It was metaphors. It was all imaginary. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the obvious, the obvious question the film raises is about unreliable narration. Um, I guess for me it kind of it's easier to do that in a book obviously because it's, it's easier, easier to do it in a easier because <laughs> you can kind of like when you watch something on screen and then they go actually that's not what happened you kind of go but yeah, it was but, I saw, but it. I saw it yeah whereas in a book it's much easier to kind of allude to things that didn't happen yeah. um you know for instance edgar Allan poe the king of this um unreliable narrator technique entails like the you know the telltale heart and the cask <laughs> of amontillado greta olsen who was writing about this exact thing. Um, I've got a quote from her that I'm going to kind of read you guys, and I want to get your take on this in, com- in contrast to American Psycho, because I think one of the issues the film faces is, how do you do that unreliable narration? And Fight Club's a great example. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Where, like That works because you don't see... You have no visuals of the bits that are being concealed. So the alternate life of Tyler Durden when he's not with oh, our on, narrator, dude, don't we don't see me. that. Like like because because we don't see that right it's been 20 years Adam. It's, it's well well beyond also the book's been out longer than that yeah um because we don't see those elements of of the narrator's life that are tyler durden acting in that role where like when it's recontextualized we're not questioning scenes we've seen okay question- well, like it's it fills in the blanks for us right this is different because if you get to the end of the film and you go oh, well he didn't kill anyone you still saw him do all that stuff so it's making you question and recontextualize scenes you actually watched Which is kind of different, whereas Fight Club only has like four or five of those, where the two characters are together and have interactions with people that are separate. Yeah, Yeah. but I feel like Um, the
1: whole thing was deliberately from... It wasn't like an outside looking, looking in view. Otherwise, it would have been done from the perspective and shot from the perspective of another person that was in his own head. So it makes sense that if he is not, in fact, doing all these murders... That he would be seeing them, because he's like, I don't know, I got like, what, yeah, what, but is that, what is that called? Is that is
0: schizophrenia hallucinations? I'm no, well, sure. okay, well, so so he's an unreliable narrator in this piece. So he's because he's he's delivering to us the events we're watching, but there's an unreliability <coughs> to them, yeah, um, which is kind of what I'll tap into in a second. So uh, this is Greta Olson uh, in one of the papers that I referenced earlier. She says, quote, uh, and this is regarding Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. So she says, quote, the speaker of the Telltale Heart begins his tale with a number of inconsistencies. Poe's narrator insists that his addressee has accused him of madness. Always a sure sign of mental stability. (laughs) Um, And this is a quote from the story. True, nervous, very, very dreadfully nervous I had been and and am, but why would you say that I'm mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. End quote. To make sense of this narration, the reader will be quick to attribute mental instability and untrustworthiness to its source. The narrator will be diagnosed with pathological untrustworthiness, and the reader will choose the therapeutic strategy of reading against the grain, end quote. So what is tapping into there is that the minute that you're watching a story or listening to a story like with Bateman, if, if he goes, you might think I'm crazy, but I promise I'm not. Like, the minute someone says that, you go, well, dude, that's only... Cr- exactly. What that's a exactly crazy what a crazy person, person would, say. would say. Exactly. Um, and obviously, it's far easier to deceive and obscure in prose. Um, whereas I think with American Psycho, Heron somewhat struggles to capture that, like, obscurity because Bateman's fantasies, quote-unquote fantasies, are so fucking vivid and so improvised. Like, dropping the chainsaw on Christie from the top of the staircase is such a- It's funny, right? But it's so vivid and specific that that feels like that can't be part of a fantasy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's this level of improvisation to them. I- My
2: reading of this film is in such a way where there's no- Unreliability in the narration. Okay, what do you mean? So my sort of and this like this. So you mean that
0: he completely believes it?
2: Not that he completely believes it, just that everything he does absolutely happens. But the world in which these things are happening isn't the world that we live in now. It's for me, this film is a case of it's not that the narrator is unreliable; it's that the world that the narrator is in is inconsistent and flawed and kind of like a a mutation of the world that you expect.
0: I mean, is it very different to the one we live in? If that, cause uh, so, so there's two readings. then. so that's your reading. And i well, let's get into that in two seconds. But what you're saying is there's two ways you can take it. Either he lives in our world and his narration is unreliable or yeah,
2: he lives in a different world
0: and we don't have access to that understanding. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let me, let me, let me hit you with the, this aspect then. Right. So let's pretend that, for a second that the murders didn't happen, right? He didn't kill anybody. Sure. Um, if we're to believe then he didn't kill anyone, this is all just a fantasy. The guilt he feels is equivalent to if he had killed those people, right? Because the guilt for him is so like overwhelming, right? Like Adam, as someone that's never watched this before, like if for Patrick Bateman that guilt is equivalent to me. I would like
1: I wouldn't characterize it as guilt.
0: Or shame, I guess. Like it's No, I wouldn't it's characterize it as it's not, shame not over the
1: Well, at least I didn't see anything that came across as shameful. I I think he was I think he was ashamed of the fact that he had murdered the amount of people, or he would supposedly murdered the amount of people that he did. But he still didn't feel lasting satisfaction because that's what he wants to get from killing. He wants to get that sort of sadistic uh, satisfaction, but he's he's not getting it for more than you know the duration of the kill. And, you know, the two minutes afterwards when he continues listening to his song. He's not shameful about the fact that he killed those
0: people and those were people. He's shameful about the fact that he's still not feeling better about it. But, well, he's also shameful that he's not been caught. Like, there's an element to it where, like, he feels like justice hasn't been done because he hasn't been caught. And I guess, like, for me at least, um, the shame aspect comes into that kind of capitalism vein of that. And, again, we're still pretending that he didn't kill anyone. We'll get to the alternate reading in a minute. Um, Like, for me, the guilt stems from this, like, inbuilt shame in him where like he's not as good as owens um he's not as handsome and fit as he could be um he doesn't have the best business cards like to me at least bateman is like the perfect creation of capitalism right he is so hobbled by comparing himself to others that any imagined success that he has he has to like self-sabotage right like you know he's like everyone wants to fuck me like i'm so attractive like i have the best job i'm like fucking crushing it but that's never enough because there's always someone better. Oh, he's got better business cards. Oh, his fiance hotter. Like there is all, you know, even self-sabotage. It like, I have to have these fantasies where I kill people to make myself feel accountable for the horrible shit I do on wall street. Like he's just the perfect baked in like result of capitalism to me at least. But I think if that was the case, then the film shouldn't like the ending doesn't make sense. Like for me, that reading doesn't quite land because the ending he gets away with it and if if the film is trying to say well that's just a product of capitalism which is this we we kind of end up with these um semiotic fantasies of like killing and raping and murder and shit and that plays out through i guess now like this was 2000 but now that's through social media and porn and these kind of other avenues of of the non-real right is the question is we then to believe that this film is going and that's just what happens Because it doesn't feel right to me either. Like, it doesn't feel right to me the film's going, yeah, he's fucked up, but that's just the world we live in, man. Because that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't quite sit with how absurd he is. Yeah. Like, if he was a bit more adjusted in his regular life... Cause he's not right. He's sitting in the business, like in that in the in the um the boardroom, like sweating his balls off, being like, "This dude's got these thick ass business dog." <laughs> like he's fucking losing his mind. And he's got this journal in his desk. It's like full of like this rape fantasy and stuff. Right. Um. If we're to believe all uh, like the film's trying to say, like, yeah, capitalism's bad and it's just a product, then that stuff wouldn't be real either. Um, and he would be fine in his regular life. He'd just be a regular Joe, and then he'd come home and like be masturbating while imagining dropping a chainsaw on a chick right so i don't know that that doesn't quite sit right with me either but on the same token the reading that you had ben which was that you know he did kill those people
2: well yeah so i still think that there there is an element of you know the idea of this being like a film about capitalism like it it's it's unavoidable like just the nature of like he's always wanting the good reservations like he works banker yeah he works on wall street that's a made-up job yeah
0: (laughs) it's not a thing you don't that's not a thing
2: right it's it's just so like quintessential just like this is about capitalism um to me sort of what i sort of like the main takeaway i got from this film was just like there's all those times where he's so like he's so like overtly open about the fact that he does all these horrible things and he'll like explicitly tell people it's like i kill people because i enjoy it and they just seem to like ignore it or like don't listen Mm -hmm. and even at the very end when he's he's like called up his lawyer and he's talking to his lawyer at like face to face and he's just like i killed all these people i killed alan whatever his name is Mm -hmm. um and his lawyers just (laughs) that for me the the giveaway is the look on the lawyer's face and like i don't know whether this is intentional but like this is what i got from it but he looks like when he's when patrick bateman is talking to him he's just like yeah i know shut the fuck up go away i like i don't want to get involved in this really? for me this saw, whole
1: i just saw confusion i just saw confusion and a little bit of sort of could you shut the fuck up and let me get back to my
0: <laughs> i'm kind of with adam on that only because he also because he mistakes bateman for someone else do you know what yeah, i mean p- for me so okay so this
2: is like this gets dumb and metaphysical metaphysical yes, but my please. my take is that patrick bateman is not a person he is just the embodiment of capitalism from the the author's perspective. So, so this idea that he, whatever he does is a representation of what this this sort of capitalist uh, machine mm-hmm. does to people. So you know he's he's uh, it's, he like spouts all of this. You know, like we got to feed the hunger, we got to save the yeah. poor, and stuff like that. And then he goes outside and shanks shanks a shank's a homeless guy Mm -hmm. it's just like that that two-face where it's just like he talks one things but then his
0: actions say another Plus, he's an investment banker
1: yeah as well because uh there's like a real sort of disparity between the scenes where he's in the wall street or like in the business setting or like with uh one of his many uh sexual partners and when he's like killing because like when he's when he's doing the wall street stuff everything sounds very rehearsed and the way it's cut, everyone delivers their line, delivers their line response, delivery response, delivery response. Everyone knows what's happening in the conversation before it's, it's like
0: it's almost rehearsed. Yeah, it's like yeah, going it's almost as if
1: yeah. they're actors in a movie. Whoa. Uh-
2: <laughs> well, and I think even um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Green Goblin's character, the sort of I guess he's a private investigator. Willem Dafoe's character. Willem Dafoe's yeah. character. Um, he's like you know you spend the whole movie like oh is he on his tail like is he gonna catch him but if anything willem he's this private investigator he gives patrick bateman an alibi kind of in the same way that so for for me this sort of sequence of events where he's he's trying to figure out like where were you when what's alan alan paul allen paul allen it's like where were you when Paul Allen died? And he's just like ah, oh, he's like fumbling and umming and ahring, and he's getting tips, his getting his like words mixed iPhones. up. And he's just like, he's just like ah, oh, we'll we'll have lunch, we'll come back, and then like make sure you got your stuff in order, make sure you have your things in order, so that I don't have like so I don't have to arrest you. And you know when he comes back and they have lunch together, and he's just like ah, oh, like apparently Paul Allen was at a meeting with this person, and Patrick Bateman's just like ah. Oh, yeah, total like Marcus, I think, which is what he mm, mistakes. Which he gets, yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets mistaked for Marcus, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah, okay." So it's like, it's like, "Oh, did you talk to Marcus?" It's just like, "Yeah, but he has an alibi," and then well, Batman Bateman just is, like, "Oh, no, Bateman is Marcus, right?" No, no, no. that there's two guys. There is a Marcus. They just get confused. They just get like confused. He just okay. looks like him because um, yeah. he wears the same suit. That's like the reason. That's right. Yeah, and he okay. gets the same haircut. He has the same barber. Yeah, um, but,
0: but he's so that that wild nineties. That wild nineties cut. Yeah. I love,
2: but then I, yeah. like, you know, he keeps grilling. him. It's just like, all right, so, you know, it's not Marcus. Cause he has a solid alibi. It's just like, where were you? And then he just like gives him an alibi. He's just like, <sighs> Oh, these people say that they were with you. And, he, and Patrick is just like, yep, that, yep. That's the one I was, I was, ah, oh, yep. I was with them. And I must've. So
0: in that reading, then what you're saying is like, because he's part of that system, the system self-insulates him from consequence.
2: Because for me, it's a case of just like, he's like, he's the embodiment of this system. So, the private investigator who also exists within the system is, he's not going to actively attack. He's still going to do his job. He's still going to like, you know, part of capitalism He's he's like an
0: antibody, but he's not going to-
2: Yeah. Like, capitalism is about like winners and losers. Like, it's part of the system. You have to- people make money and people don't make money. Mm -hmm. So, it's that kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, he's an antagonist, but he helps. He's like- he still helps Patrick Bateman, and even yeah. at the very end, the lawyer like does the same thing. Where it's just like, I was with Paul Allen having dinner in Paris. You know what? you like the the thing you made up to as like an alibi for where Paul Allen is I'm gonna when you killed him. So it's like, I'm gonna call. Co- yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Interesting. I'm gonna like follow it on because like I don't want to Man, lose this.
0: We had such a different reading of this because <laughs> in, in my in my mind at least, um, whether or not he's lying or telling the truth doesn't change so i think in other stories like fight club is a great example um the narrator in that story when you find out that tyler Dutton is his ultimate uh, persona, uh, do
1: not spoil it do
0: not <laughs> do not, it's not really hard, hard not to, talk to talk when when, do not spoil
1: when you w-
0: when you find out that twist right right um it 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 doesn't change the way the narrator behaved because it's a different personality right so my argument here would be that regardless if if bateman's reports are true so if his narration is correct as you're suggesting it might be he's an insane psychopath right if they're false he's a delusional psychopath there is very little tension between his reality and his projection of reality right um i think the alternative to bateman butchering a girl is him metaphorically butchering her with his dominance right he's like fucking these prostitutes rather than like actually butchering her um and i guess like So, one thing the book does better, and this is what I wanted to contrast it with, not to be the book is better guy, but I just think this might be interesting for you, at least. Sure. Um, So, in the book, and I'm quoting from Lundberg, uh, quote, uh, That none of Patrick's victims is reported to be found throughout the whole novel, in combination with his fascination for brutal movies and serial killers, suggests that Patrick's descriptions of all the hideous crimes he has committed are just fantasies. (coughs) These fantasies are inspired by books, movies, and real-life serial killers rather than actual events from his life. Patrick seems to confuse reality with fantasy, which suggests that he is misreporting the situations and therefore provides the reader with an unreliable narration of the events, end quote. However, if what you're saying is true, which is he's this product of capitalism, that's kind of baked in. Like, that mythology, that kind of twisting of facts to kind of you know, oh uh, well, yeah. You know, he would. He. I had dinner with Paul Allen. Like the system facilitates that shit. Yeah. So I kind of I think that actually fits into your reading.
2: Yeah, and 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 I think the key is that I don't think Patrick Bateman is the one in control. I think he's like he says in the film, he's just an entity. Like there is no Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. He's just this sort of. He's like the center of i don't know this is he's 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 the center but he doesn't particularly exist people just sort of he's just a interact of with him, yeah yeah and like he does he does actively do things he is an active participant participant in the film but except for his secretary which is just like Gene, yeah. the the weirdest part of this film everyone he really interacts with on a sort of like a close level ends up dead so you mentioned the in the summary where he sort of he goes to strangle what's his name and then he like takes it as like a as like a sexual a, advance, as a sexual yeah. advance in the end of the film when he's like confessing all his murders he confesses that he killed that guy which he didn't did he I mean, he, he doesn't that guy doesn't appear for the rest of the film he's not oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah he's gone no. like
1: because the, yeah. the last the last scene was
2: you last you see him it seems just like Oh, i'll call you Yeah, yeah. it's it's like it's a murder you don't see in the same way that you don't see bateman
0: beat up. He doesn't kill the prostitutes either on screen.
2: No, he well he beats them up the first time. You see, yeah, you see, like you only see some killings, like when he's when he's sort of talking about, he's sort of going a chronological order of what he's of like who he's killed. It's just like we saw that one, and then he'll list off three we didn't see, and then (laughs) he's like saw another one. Like there's a lot of just like stuff that they don't show.
1: I would have um, I would have preferred it if because you know the way there was sort of there was the inconsistency between what he was saying happened and what supposedly really happened. I would have preferred I would have preferred if that sort of seed of inconsistency was planted a lot earlier in the film because you don't really start to notice the inconsistencies till like the last the last little while. I would have preferred that that was more of like a present theme if that was the whole. He's just fucking mental and he's not actually killing people. Ha ha. Yeah.
2: But I, I that, don't but think that's, but there's, it, no, <laughs> there's no solid evidence that what he's done doesn't happen. Like, there's yeah, well, if I, we're talking I, about I, a film, I, there's nothing visual that no. you see that... Confer- like, you don't see Paul Allen. Yeah, you, I think that's... Well, everything's yeah. cleaned up, but it's all been clearly painted over. That's and, that's
0: that's why the film, in my mind at least, like it's trying to do something different than the book. Because the book is like he's out of his mind. Right. None of this happened. Which I'm fine with. This is different text. We're talking about the film here. But it is interesting to me that, that it... Because Adam's right. If the film was going that direction, it should have gone the same route as the book um, and just, like, really lent into it. A bit. Yeah. Oh, it's that what the book... This what is what the happening. book like.
2: Like, constantly, like, like flick little the little switch hints? back and forth. Right. Whereas for me, this yeah. film just flicks the switch once. It goes, and... and- then- maybe he was lying yeah it doesn't play with the light at all it just turns the lights off
0: like give me a dimmer switch movie like give me that kind of give me that um
2: (sighs) let me play with a dimmer switch and turn the living room into a disco into a
0: disco right because i think fucking wild i think like that yeah give me give me some of that tension like give me some of that pickup of like well is this actually happening and you can do that in really interesting ways but like i mean obviously um it's hard to do in. It's harder to do in cinema, but you can do it really well. Like obviously, um, Chris Nolan's Mento is a great example. Where, like that film is like fucking brilliant unreliable narration, where because you and the protagonist don't have access to all of the information, um, other characters can be unreliable narrators within the protagonist's narrative. Problem with this film, I guess, in my opinion, or at least the execution of it, is that Bateman is our point of view, yeah. and if he's going to be the point of view, we need to be seeing his opinion versus the objective truth throughout the whole story and, like, little niggling inconsistencies, like, little things, like, oh, um... Sorry. I literally... Look,
1: I literally muted it. Look, I literally muted it. No, we can't see it. it. It's fine. Don't I'll put it, it on
0: the... It's, you know what?
1: It actually is. Maybe mm. I should... Turn um, that, turn that bastard
0: off. All, all we needed... All we needed was like little things where the narration clashed slightly. So maybe Bateman said, oh yeah, this character said this. And then you, you hear the dialogue from the character. It's slightly different. Like you can do really little subtle things so that when you reread the text and you rewatch that film, you get that impression throughout. But I think it just doesn't quite stick that because it, you know, it's a film in 2000. Like it, <laughs> the, the sophistication there, like we hadn't had Inception yet. Like we hadn't had Chris Nolan doing his spectacle shit. I think oh, if yeah. it came out now, it would be very cerebral and complex. But I kind of like that it's not. Like, I like that in the in the film, at least, versus the book, the book is all about, like, movies and books, right? Instead of music. I like that the film went, no, it's music. Yeah. That, for me, was so much more interesting. Because it- there's, like, this um, stage presence to Christian Bale when he's giving those monologues oh about- Oh, my like, God. Like, it's, it's- even if <laughs> yeah. it's, it, like, regardless of whether it happened or not, it's fucking terrifying, like when he starts monologuing about music, you're like, oh, something's oh, about damn. to happen. Yeah. It's such a clever device. I, I I'm uh, honestly the, in love with that. The first
2: time it happens with the Huey Lewis in the news, that's uh, like that scene is iconic. Like it's just yeah. The old just, film's iconic. You, you watch it like, the first time, you're like, what the fuck? It's like it's just so it's you're so like much. what is
0: going on? <laughs> yeah. And and I guess like to me, one of the I guess the only point that I have left that I wanted to touch on is that Let's just, like, in in the idea of, like, him maybe making this up, regardless of whether it happened or not, is kind of irrelevant to this point, actually. Like, the actual events that are happening are so absurd (laughs) and so non-credible that they can't happen in our world, right? So if if it is Ben's reading where it's, like, you know, they do happen in whatever that permutation of reality is, or if it's kind of my reading where it's, like, maybe it's all fantasy. Um, Regardless, the absurdity of it makes it way easier to accept the normal stuff. Like, the fact that he's so jealous of someone's business card and thinks everyone wants to fuck him is way more easy to accept when he's right. also murdering people. Yeah, and he shoots a car with a pistol and, and a it car explodes explodes. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, so it makes That's sense. Right. So like the the um I think by subjecting us to the totally absurd fantasy/slash other reality, the extremely detailed, mundane, credible, everyday normalities of being in capitalism, we're just like primed to accept it. And his life is horrifically mundane. Like, <laughs> shit's fucked up when he's like, this dude's got thicker business cards than me. Right. Like, that's not living. He's got that extra thick business card. He's got the embossed- Like, it's just- It's yeah. fucked up. Like, and, and- and But that wouldn't work unless you had that contrast. You could imagine this film, right, told from an objective perspective, from my reading, where it's like, just some business dude who, like, jacks off to weird fantasy porn or whatever. Right. Boring as fuck, Film. Your version- objectively some dude going around killing people being pretty miserable and like not really enjoying anything like either way unless you're in Bateman's perspective it's just not an interesting story to be a part of because it doesn't give you that contrast of the absurdity with the kind of the mundane and i guess when we're talking about trying to tell a story and like especially satire like it's fucking hard to do that if you don't have a real strong probably like the
2: funniest scene in this film is when he's in the club and he's talking to that to the girl the model and she's like he's like ask me a question and she's just oh, like yeah. oh, whatever she's like oh what do you do and he's just murders like i'm in murders and executions she's just like oh, i've got some friends who are in mergers and, ex- and acquisitions it's, <laughs> like, it's so dumb because on one yeah. hand it's similar to the the very first scene where he's talking to the bartender and she turns around and he yells obscenities at her it's just uh, when you when you watch it when you start yeah, he's, watching he's like film, i want to
0: it's, i want it's, to kill you really and awful, like right. dance in your blood yeah, it's, yeah. It's you're something like,
1: like <laughs> you're, you're you're an ugly bitch i want to kill you and drink your blood it was <laughs> thanks like, for yeah,
2: yeah thanks for quoting it directly um but adam's it's like that,
0: adam's got that tattoo on that. his arm now it's like on
2: one hand it's just like oh, maybe she, <laughs> she did not hear him because like the music's really loud but it's like no she probably heard him but it's just it doesn't matter it that's doesn't just, matter in the same the way that yeah she
0: probably
2: she probably heard him say murders and executions and she was just like oh you mean like like mergers and acquisitions yeah because that's what we do in this capitalist society right it's just like it's so and you know when he's like murmuring to evelyn where he's just like i have like an insatiable desire to kill on a mass scale and he's like we have to talk and she's just like what you're like like that you know most people would most people would at least have an ear in for that kind of weird shit like there's an there's an idea in society where it's just like when someone does something really violent or says something Really gross. You kind, of, you your body just reacts to it. You just, well no, yeah. You get it's that feeling. Way, it's the just way like... your
1: ears work. Your ears are like, your brain is gonna pick up on certain words. So it's it's like the same way a dog works. Like a dog doesn't understand what the word "sit" means, but he attributes the sound to a certain feeling or a certain sensation. And it's like we would attribute, you know, rip, murder, execution. We would attribute those sounds with, uh oh. <laughs> to like oh that's a thing i should probably like start listening to we
0: we talked about that in our pitch black reading because that was something that toy was a big fan of was this idea that like violence and like rape and murder and those kind of things and like sexual abuse that's like a tear in the in the in the fabric of order right right? and and that's what i think this film is getting at is like what if there was a version of reality where those tears where where it wasn't a tear it was just a part of it but
2: it's still 19 1990s new york wall street
0: and like i think if you flash if you made that film now Right, and it was just based on reality. Yeah, that's the world we live in now. <laughs> like, I, I, that's the crazy thing to me is it's like obviously we have these systems in place, but they don't work. And I, I don't know if it's—I don't think this film is as critical as some people give it credit for. Like, they want it to be this kind of deconstructionist sort of like no, capitalist I don't, I don't thing. Think, but I—I yeah. no, I just I think, think it's it as is. simple as saying like, it, what if there was a version of reality where the tears in, in society that create the chaos of like murder and rape and all these things, what if they weren't tears? What if they were part of the fabric right of capitalism and what if you took capitalism to its nth degree which is like well yeah. his business cards are thicker his haircuts better like yeah. you can't distinguish business people from each other because they have the same haircut and the same suit yeah for
2: me patrick bateman specifically is that embodiment of that fabric where it's he's, he's like the apotheosis. He's, of yeah capitalism. like no one else yeah. acts like this but he does but because he's the center of if no one else perceives it as being a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's the coming in of this sort of machine into this existing world.
0: Uh, do you guys have any recommendations for this week? Uh... <laughs> um, no. I've, Ben's I've, been playing Crash Team Racing. I've been playing
2: Crash Team Racing. I actually picked up Watch Dogs 2 as well. I've been playing that. It's better than the a first new, one. I haven't played the first the one. The stories, so.
0: just play the story missions. Don't fuck around with side quests. That's what I've been doing. Okay. And
2: I've been it's enjoying it. It's really good. It. Yeah. I So far, like, as a techno boy, um... A lot of it's kind of kind of cool and kind of interesting. Some of it's very on the nose, yeah. like the the Martin Screlly mission, Ooh. where it's like literally just Martin Screlly, where he like bought the Wu Tang album for like a couple yep. million bucks. So it's like so that's just up, Martin up, fucking FBI. Um, and then like Hung the a
0: fucking album.
2: Yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of uh. Yeah, yeah. The FBI need to release that album.
0: Wait, hang on. So are you just on a Yubi bandwagon because you were doing Far yeah, Cry yeah, yeah. Five exactly and now happening. did you get Far Cry New Dawn yet? No, I
2: haven't done that yet. Fuck. I'm gonna wait for it. I honestly might buy the Dude, UPlay Plus subscription. Ben's become
0: a corporate wow, shell and gentlemen He's just playing UPlay games now. Ubisoft games. Yeah. Hey, wait. This did episode, I tell you that my own? This
1: episode of AFA brought to you by our sponsor Ubisoft. Use code DCM at checkout for fifteen percent off your first I want to be a that yeah.
0: Um, we get accused of that kind of stuff a lot, where they're like, you're just being paid off by big whatever. And I'm like, God, if I we were, wish. I'm like, dude, yes, please. I oh, need absolutely. money so badly. And we
2: would disclose it all the time. Yeah, all the time. I need <laughs> money so to, bad. Really. <laughs> I need
0: to pay off my drug debts. Like, I need oh, that money.
2: I just need to pay off my student debts. So I've <laughs> like, paid mine off. It's like, yeah.
0: we're
1: not fucking Instagram vloggers. We can't, right. we can't just, like, advertise a product that we're being paid to advertise. And then and not, not tell it. you that it's not. Not it, Yeah,
0: that's not hey cool. also a that's a crime. Hey guys,
2: here's this cool website I just found. Also, that's a crime a... in
0: Australia. It's called um,
2: DCMBet.com.
0: <laughs> uh, <I>, DCM <laughs> Lotto. As as an aside, which kind of feeds into my recommendation, my um,
1: my Sorry.
0: I think <laughs> you DCM, <broke> out. Lotto. <laughs> DCM
2: Lotto. <Yeah.
0: laughs> it's just it's just a slot machine that you click, and it's just every single time it just you get cunt. That's yeah. all it spells. Um you good that's a new that's entry. a new personal project yeah, yeah um my uh, my UPlay account got hacked from malaysia um <laughs> malaysia yeah so that's not that far so away. ubisoft emailed me and they were like uh you good dog you in malaysia and i was like i'm no, not in malaysia, not in malaysia. Uh, and they were like oh uh you own a Are bunch of sure? games now though and i was like oh yeah they bought like a bunch of games yeah and i was account? like okay and they were like yeah they would charge you this thing not your paypal and that's i was like weird okay uh cool. and they were like "Take my account back And they were like, just reset your password. And I was like, do Do I keep the games? games? And they were like, 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 yeah, we legally have to... They were on your account. account. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a bunch of random Garbo now that I don't want. That's so
2: funny. I think a friend of mine had a similar thing. Someone hijacked his account and played a bunch of, I think, Fortnite. And then he got his account back and was just like, oh, I'm like really high rank and level in Fortnite. I don't
0: know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. My
2: account got... My Epic account got hijacked a bunch. Well, attempted hijacking.
0: When Fortnite was becoming right. popular, from Russia.
1: No, it's no, horrendous. It's this is before right. they two-factor.
0: Yeah. Uh, my only recommendation for this week is I've been uh, reading uh, Watsky's uh, memoir, yeah. "How to Ruin Everything." <laughs> Fuck, it's good. Um, it's like a sort of a series of like anachronistic um, kind of stories from his life. It's really funny and heartwarming, and I've cried twice. And I'm like halfway through it, so I definitely recommend checking that out. I might read that. Uh, yeah. Adam, do you have any recommendos for this week?
1: Okay, one thing. One thing I played recently. Okay, I didn't play it. I watched. I watched recently was uh, this fucking this fucking short film. I was telling uh, telling you about it, Ben. Uh, it's called fucking traveling while black, and it's like a VR short film, and it was shot in um stereoscopic 3D.
2: Yeah, you mentioned that um, while we were playing Windlands, and I completely forgot about it because we were playing Windlands. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's a um, VR game. Yeah. So we
1: were, you you you're like sitting in this restaurant and um. It's just, like, people sitting in, like, a booth beside you, talking yeah. to you. It's, it's very odd feeling, and it's, like, it's, like, about to break through on County Valley because they look like real people that you could reach out and, like, you could stroke their face, and they'd be like, why the fuck are you stroking my face?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love like, it. So, is you. it actually, does it actually use, like, do you, is there head tracking or is it just a 360 video?
1: Um... It's a 360 video, so there's no okay. like, there's no 60 OF, which it's is just really rotation. But like, It's just rotation. But like, just rotation. Yeah. Um. Keep your head yeah. in the same place. Yeah. The whole time. Otherwise, yeah. it'll start to feel really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I've I've nearly made myself throw up from 360
1: yeah, videos. Really yeah. It's like That's I remember right. I was like yeah. I think they had like a piece of paper on the table and I went to lean in and nothing moved. I was like, Ugh. And you
0: went. Buh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that shit sucks. Uh, yeah.
0: I also wanted to give a big shout-out to uh, Level Story, which is a, a new online magazine. Uh, LevelStory.net. Here we go I'm gonna again. I'm going to be doing some collabs. Brought to you um, by
1: LevelStory.net. Go to LevelStory.net. And <laughs> use code DCM at checkout Adam. for $15. We're actually, we're actually doing...
0: Adam! <laughs> Fuck, I'm trying... Like, okay, we're trying so, to, try to plug something. Because it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, their, latest episode, their latest magazine... Issue 2 is about Firewatch. It's really good. It is really good. Oh, I, um, I love Firewatch. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it is honestly like games writing, the kind of stuff that we love. Um, we're going to be doing a collab with them soon. Uh, big shout-out to Danielle. Um, she's crushing it over there. But honestly, like, check out Issue 2 uh it's issue one is about banjo because issue two is Firewatch. um just a great selection of video the, games the, the, honestly the quality of this magazine for an online magazine is fucking it's incredible really good, it's yeah. so good uh, and they have a podcast which i'm gonna be on soon um we're gonna be collabing so check it out i fuck i'm like so impressed by them so check them out really recommend um otherwise where can people find us Duh, facebook at dcm social youtube youtube.com slash dcm twitter At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. There's no post show this week or last week because we've been very tired. Uh, we're gonna bring back live streaming when we have our setup finalized. We've just kind of moved everything around. Um, but I think that's all of it. Adam, do you wanna plug anything? Um
1: I thought oddly everywhere. I guess you can you can follow me on on all the socials if you want. Uh I would say join the Discord, but we're trying to Trying to do a big surprise at DCM Discord at some point, maybe, in the at future. Some point. Surprise. It's
0: we're not doing really a surprise. Doing a this Discord. this isn't an announcement. Surprise. It is not no, happening it, anytime soon. <laughs> actually, no, actually, Actually, this is. I need to put pressure on it. Are we, are we doing it this okay. week? You yeah, this week, this week, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Fuck and yeah. It needs to have
0: Surprise! No, it needs to happen, because otherwise I'm never going to do it. This yeah. week, Um, we'll put a link in the description. I'm going to make it happen before this I'm episode on goes on Discord, up. So you... Adam's gonna run it. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, make um, and it's gonna be a place where you can jump yeah, in, you can chat, chat jump on, yeah. um, you can chat about cool. like, the stuff. You can chat about like the, well, maybe talk about like the episodes are coming up, like old stuff. I don't know. It'll be just a place where you can chat about stuff just and. shoot the shit. Just no cunts allowed. Like, yeah, if you're
2: a Nazi, we'll kick
0: you. I'm yeah, sorry. props. Um, so th- look forward to <laughs> yeah, that. Like Adam the, and I'll just set that up.
1: This is gonna be the kind of server that just doesn't have an NSFW room because. We don't want that shit. No one wants no, that shit. No. If you want it's, that, you can go to Adam's yeah, Discord. Yeah, go to Adam's Discord. No, it's I just deleted be... my fucking. No, I deleted my NSFW oh, room. Okay. And I Very tell defensive. people off when they chat shit.
0: We're getting <laughs> yeah, legitimate really discussion in to there, and no, i right? good. Good.
1: It takes so, yeah. a while to nurture that. <laughs>
0: really difficult episode to edit. Um, <laughs> oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm like, I like hate future me. I'm like this game. Yeah, be yeah but um. We have to end this podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at d c hate pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. We're going to bed. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Okay. Fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that then. All right. Bye.
0: <laughs> <Shit>. You
1: already <laughs> plugged Don't your shit, though
0: You already plugged it. He's he's left his room. <laughs> he's gone. He's left his room. All
1: right, that was probably enough
0: time. Is, kind of is that gonna? Is that gonna? Yeah, work? it's fine. Yeah. 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 We okay. all good, Pat? Yeah. All right. That's it.